Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and welcome to Shear Jeshub, a Bible study program brought to you by the fellowship of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. My name is Patty Scalzo, and in today's broadcast, my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be continuing our study on heavenly authority. At the end of the program, I will be giving you an address where you can contact us. So have a paper and pencil close by. But for now, please open your Bibles and let's go into the study. Today we continue to look at the priests and Levites in the Old Testament. Uh, last time we saw the appointment of Aaron and his sons as priests. And with the ordination of Aaron as the first high priest, the priesthood was formally established and his descendants were consecrated, they were set apart, they were set as a gem is set, as a priestly line for the Israelites. They were the official ministers and leaders of worship for the nation who stood or who represented the Israelite people before God. And we saw last time Ceremonially, they conducted various rituals to make atonement for the people's sins. The descendants of Aaron would carry out these sacrifices and responsibilities as a special, as a holy, as a confirmed class devoted to God, and that would be from generation to generation. And you should notice in all this that the goal of these sacrifices and the goal of these rituals, the goal was to lead the people to confess their sins. It was because of sin that these things needed to be performed to approach God. And so there's repentance, the repenting of sin as a major theme behind Leviticus and the whole Levitical system repentance. Each sacrifice of the innocent bull or the innocent lamb was a reminder that the penalty for sin, the wages of sin, is death. In Ezekiel 18.4 says, Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the Father, as well as the soul of the Son, is mine. The soul who sins shall die. And really, if we believe Genesis, the only reason we have to eat meat, we have to eat cows and lambs, is because of the fallen condition of the world brought about by mankind's sin. God did not mean it to be so in the beginning. Rather, the animal world was for companionship and to enable mankind, and the flood changed all that. And now with the new environment, and the new food requirements for meat, God formalizes the death of these innocent beasts into a system, the Levitical system, that reminds the worshiper, these poor creatures die because of you. They die when really you deserve to die. They die when really I deserve to die for our sins. And it's a humbling and it's a convicting thought and maybe the next time we have a hamburger or we sit down to eat a lamb chop, we should think of this 
and say grace and give thanksgiving to God for the food and for his mercy. Maybe if with a contrite and repentant heart, America learned again to sit as a family and say grace on its food, the food would cease to do us so much harm and begin to nourish us as it should. The responsibilities of these priests were many. As mediators between the sinful people and a holy God, the priests had several responsibilities. In the tabernacle, they lit the incense, they cleaned, they trimmed and lit the lamps. And as we said, they served before the altar, making sure that the people's offerings were correct and all the sacrificial rituals were properly carried out. And the priests were also to be the messengers of the Lord. Malachi 2.7 says, For the lips of a priest should keep knowledge, and people should seek the law from his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord Yahweh of hosts. They were to always teach the law to the people. And every seventh year at the Feast of Tabernacles, there was to be a special reading in Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 9. So Moses wrote this law and delivered it to the priests, the sons of Levi, who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord, and to all the elders. Another responsibility for the Levites was to bear in moving the ark of the covenant. And Moses commanded them, saying, At the end of every seven years, at the appointed time, in the year of release, at the Feast of Tabernacles, when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses, you shall read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Gather the people together, men and women and little ones, and the stranger who is within your gates, that they may hear and that they may learn to fear the Lord your God and carefully observe all the words of this law, and that their children who have not known it may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live in the land which you cross the Jordan to possess. You see the great responsibility of teaching fell upon these Levites and these priests that they would read the law and how important it was for the children, for the next generation to hear, to teach the children, to read it to the children, that they hear it, that they know, because they haven't heard it before. And there was this responsibility that was fulfilled uh, in a very formal way every seven years at the Feast of Tabernacles, but the priests were to also, year in and year out, teach the law to the people. You remember last time at the ordination how Nadab and Abihu died and the Lord warned Aaron that he and his sons should not drink wine or intoxicating drink when they go to the tabernacle to minister. In Leviticus chapter 10 and verse 10, the Lord says that you may distinguish between holy and unholy and between unclean and clean, and that you may teach the children of Israel 
all the statutes which the Lord has spoken to them by the hand of Moses, that you may distinguish between holy and unholy, between unclean and clean, and that you may teach the children of Israel all the statutes which the Lord has spoken to them by the hand of Moses. So clearly they were to teach. And they were to teach them to distinguish between the holy things and the unholy, and the clean things and the unclean. And boy, is that something that's missing today in many modern ministries of religious leaders, to tell people what's right and what's wrong, what's clean, what's unclean, what's holy and unholy. This was important for the survival of the nation, and it's important today for the survival of our nation. The people, the nation, society needs to know the difference between the holy and the unholy. So they had very serious responsibilities. Now, of all the priests, the chief priest or the head priest was known as the high priest. He was the leader over the house of God, and he was the spiritual head over the people in any matter concerning the Lord and the law. Aaron had this position over his sons, and it was to continue in the firstborn of the successive office holders to assume the place of the high priest. And the high priest was distinguished, as we read several times back, by the clothes he wore, and also the duties he performed. In the pocket, directly over his heart, was the Urim and the Thummim, the medium through which God communicated his will to the Israelites. And of all his responsibilities, the most important responsibility of the high priest was to conduct the service on that day which is known as the Day of Atonement. And let's read about that. In Leviticus chapter 16 and verse 1, Now the Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they offered profane fire before the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at just any time into the holy place inside the veil before the mercy seat which is on the ark, lest he die. For I will appear in the cloud above the mercy seat. So inside the veil, remember that tabernacle is divided into the holy place, and then there's this veil, and on the other side of the veil is the most holy place, or the holy of holies. And that's where the Ark of the Covenant is located. And the mercy seat that's being referred to here is the golden lid, or the covering on that Ark. And that was to be the resting place, or the meeting place of the presence of God. That was to be God's throne. When the glory of God came down, that's where God's presence was to come upon that mercy seat. So don't come in at any time. The priest, only the priest could go into that holy place. And into the most holy place behind the veil, they just couldn't come in any time. Rather, there's going to be a special day, and only one of them can go into that most holy place on that special day, on that day of atonement. And that's the high priest. 
And it says in verse 3, Thus Aaron shall come into the holy place with the blood of a young bull as a sin offering and of a ram as a burnt offering. And it goes on to explain the sacrifices that Aaron would make for himself and then for the people, just like we read about last time. And among these different sacrifices, two kids of the goats, two young goats, in verse 5, were taken for a sin offering for the children of Israel. And Leviticus chapter 16, verse 12, Then he shall take a censer of burning coals of fire from the altar before the Lord, with his hands full of sweet incense, beaten fine, and bring it inside the veil. And he shall put the incense on the fire before the Lord, that the cloud of incense may cover the mercy seat that is on the testimony, lest he die. We rejoice that you could join us for the program today and hope that it was a blessing to you. We here at Sheer Jashub love to receive your notes of encouragement or if you feel led of the Lord to financially support the Bible study outreach of our church. Please send all correspondence and donations to Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. Also, if you will be in the area, Please join us for Sunday service. Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go down to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast of Sheer Jashub.